and welcome to MoslaCast. This podcast series aims to provide relevant and realistic exam preparation for medical school clinical finals. The episode will feature a clinical scenario followed by a seven-minute example history. Finally, as with the Mosler exam, there will be six minutes of discussion with opportunities for you to pause the recording and test your knowledge. If you'd like a full guide on how to get the most out of these podcasts, check out our Mosler Guide track. These cases are based on real examinations and are written by doctors with experience of Moslers. Enjoy and best of luck. Jeff is a 66-year-old male recently admitted to the surgical ward for treatment. Please discuss Jeff's presenting complaint with him as well as exploring risk factors for this condition. Hi Jeff, my name is Bert and I'm one of the final year medical students. I'm here to talk a little bit about why you came into hospital. Is that all right? I, of, of course. Please tell me what happened. Well, it's a funny tale. I would say I'm not too bad in me health usually, but then last week I got an awful pain in me stomach and I, I just knew something was up. A stomach pain? What was it like? Oh, it was, it was sore, especially here. On your left side. Did it spread anywhere else? Say, to your back? No, no, just, just generally in me stomach, especially there, like a, oh, a really bad cramp. How bad out of ten? Well, I'd say it had to be a good seven, like. It built up over, you know, about an hour or so. Okay. And did anything make it better or worse? Oh, me paracetamol supply at home did nothing. I tried different positions, but now it really happened. Okay. Did food make it better or worse? Way food makes everything better, but with the pain, I didn't really feel like eating. That's a sign for me that something's definitely up. Right. And uh, how long did the pain last? About half a day, but by then I'd had enough and I was sitting in A&E. I don't hang about, you know. (laughs) God, well, it sounds awful. Did it come and go or stay like that the whole time? It came and went in how bad it was, but uh, the pain itself was always there, if if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um... Have you ever had anything like this before? No, I'm usually fit as a fiddle. Hmm. And uh, was there anything else that you had with the pain? Like feeling sick or even being sick? No, thank goodness. Any difficulty swallowing? No, I, I don't think so. And how about your waterworks or your bowels? Any changes there? Well, me waterworks are no bother, but me backside, that was bad. What do you mean? I went about four times in the a waiting room. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm usually, you know, a, a twice-a-week kind of guy, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. I mean, this might sound like an odd question, but how did it look? Well, it wasn't great. That's, that's when I was worried. Why is that? Well, Bertie, I have to say, there was a bit of blood in it. Girl, that must have been really worrying for you. What were you thinking? Wait, cancer, of course. Not in me family, I know, but, you know, it can happen to anyone. No, it's completely understandable to worry about cancer. A lot of people do. 
I know I keep pushing for details on the matter, but was the actual stool different in colour at all? Nah, don't think so. Any slime? Mm, uh, Nah, don't think so. Okay. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through all that. Did they see you quickly in A&E? I pretty quick. I suppose it was just a quiet Thursday afternoon, I suppose. Okay. And is there anything else you've noticed, Jeff? In me health? Nah, I don't think so. I just feel knackered all the time. And I've had that for a good couple of months as well. Okay. Have you noticed any change in your weight recently? I have lost a little. Um, I didn't mean to, but uh, just a good speedy metabolism, I think. Mm. How much have you lost? About four pounds. Okay. I see. Um, over how long has that been? Oh, about a month. I'm, uh, I'm a nice slim and trim 17 stone now. And has your appetite changed? No, I've still got a beautiful relationship with me grub. <laughs> That's good. Jeff, I just want to make sure I've got your story right so far. Last week you had severe and intermittent cramping tummy pain, worse on the left-hand side, and paracetamol didn't help with it at all. You've also been more tired over the past couple of months, and in the last month you've lost about four pounds unintentionally. Is that right? Aye, aye, that's right, kidda, champion. And you mentioned earlier you were normally quite healthy? Aye, well, apart from me, uh, me osteoarthritis yep. and me, me asthma, but I take me paracetamol and me blue puffer for that. Okay. Is that the salbutamol you take? I think that's, that's the inhaler, yeah. Good, good. So you're on the salbutamol and the paracetamol. Are there any other medications that you take normally? Nah, not really, nah. Okay, good. And are you allergic to anything? Way, yeah, poor. Nah, just, uh, nah. No, not a thing. And uh, would you say you normally had a healthy lifestyle? Wait, aye, it's champion. Although I, I should really cut down on the tabs and I only drink about four, four to five pints at the weekend now, so getting better. Okay. How long have you smoked for? Four, 40 years. And how many cigarettes would you say on average you smoke today? 20 a day, probably. It's hard to say, though. Okay. What's your diet like? Well, I, I try hard. Plenty of diet foods and that, you know. Oh, that's good. Like, you know, diet coke and that. And hmm. I always have a diet coke with me daily Matty D's to help balance things out. Right. Do you eat a lot of fruit and veg? Oh, nah, mate. I prefer real food. Okay. So how has this all been affecting you on a day-to-day life? Oh, wait, I, I tell you what, it, it hasn't been much of a problem. Like, the staff here are just absolutely lovely. Couldn't mm. praise them enough. Good. But uh, just looking after the grandkids, you know, because cause my son, he works and his wife works, and I've got to look after the bairns after school, and it's it's been a bit hard lately, you know, mm. with being in hospital and that. Yeah, I understand that must be difficult for you. But oh, cheers. We'll try and get you sorted out and get you back looking after them. Oh, thank you. And with everything that was going on, Jeff. What did you think would happen? Way, I never thought I'd be on a surgical ward. I was just expecting some better painkillers or something. I'm glad they did the scan, though. I wanted to check there was no cancer, you know? Yeah, of course. You said cancer doesn't run in your family, but is there anything that does run in the family? Not a sausage. Speaking of that, I'm feeling a bit peckish at the minute. Thank you. Your time is up. 
I'm going to ask some questions now. To start, can you tell me your differentials for this gentleman? Of course. My top differential diagnosis for abdominal pain and bloody diarrhoea in this gentleman would be diverticulitis, bowel cancer and inflammatory bowel disease. Why bowel cancer? Blood in the stool and the recent weight loss are red flag symptoms and this gentleman has had a change in his bowel habit on the background of being an overweight smoker. What is diverticulitis? Okay, so diverticulitis is inflammation of outpouching in the large intestine. If someone has these outpouches in the bowel without any inflammation, what's that? Okay, so instead of diverticulitis, that's diverticular disease. It's quite common and people can have it without having any symptoms. Okay, what are the risk factors? So the risk factors can be split into genetic and environmental. This patient doesn't have a family history of diverticular disease, but has many environmental risk factors, including smoking, obesity, and his low-fibre diet. Now, let's talk about investigations. Investigations can be split into four... Wait, I want you to tell me what imaging can be done. Ah, oh, sorry. Um, different images, including abdominal x-ray, which can be used to rule out an obstruction, an erect chest x-ray to rule out perforation, and CT abdomen, which shows more detail and could also show up abscesses and could be used to rule out tumours as a differential. Other special imaging includes a barium enema, flexible sigmoidoscopy, or colonoscopy. Hmm. Why would I not do one of those special tests if I thought this man had diverticulitis? Um, uh, it, it would be too dangerous. As a complication of diverticulitis is perforation. So the camera could tear some of the inflamed, sensitive bowel lining, causing a leak into the peritoneal cavity. Or the barium dye could leak into the peritoneal cavity if the patient had already had a perforation. If a loop of large bowel is obstructed, how much is it dilated by on the abdominal film? Yeah, greater than six centimetres in diameter. Good. So what are you going to do with someone with diverticulitis like this then? Well, management can be split into conservative, medical and surgical. Surgical. What's the operation called? Um, well... I'm not sure what it's called, but I know the bowel can be resected and the patient may need a temporary or permanent stoma. If temporary, the bowel is left to rest and heal a bit outside the abdomen before restitching it back together. It's called Hartman's procedure. Okay. What are the complications of surgery? There are general and there are specific complications. General includes bleeding, pulmonary embolism, increased risk of infection, as well as a reaction to any of the sedatives or the medications that are normally given in theatre. Other specific complications include anastomotic leaks, which are life-threatening. 
There's also adhesions and incisional hernias. You've mentioned some already, but remind me of the complications from diverticulitis. There could be an obstruction in the intestine caused by diverticulitis. If there is infection, it may get walled off to form an abscess, which can then break through and leak into the abdominal cavity, causing peritonitis, where the patient is very unwell and septic. Fistulas can also occur as a complication, where there is an entry between two parts of the body that shouldn't be there. What about other management? Conservative management includes educating the patient on the condition, encouraging a high-fibre diet, plenty of fluids, and to stop smoking. Medically, analgesia such as paracetamol can be given for pain relief, and laxatives and antispasmodics may be used if needed. MoslarCast is created by MediSense. You can find more MoslarCasts on our website, www.medisense.org.uk. Thanks for listening.